if you need help figuring out if this is really settling or not, tune into this episode of Wonderful Life. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't want to be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business teacher on the collegiate level and the creator of College on Fleek and Wonderful Life. What is Wonderful Life? Wonderful Life is how I describe the feeling of being happy and at peace while you're single, even if it's not because you're single. A lot of people really love being single and they prefer it. That's not me. I have always wanted to be married and have a family. I'm well past 40 and that hasn't happened for me. And for a long time, that was really a source of pain for me. And I really felt like I couldn't be happy if I was single. I figured out I better make peace with my singleness if I wanted to enjoy my life because it might not change. And so far it hasn't. But what has changed is my ability to be happy and to be at peace. Again, I'm not happy because I'm single, but I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. So I'm not trying to get you to a place where you say, ah, I don't want a man, I don't want a relationship. That's up to you. And I am not a dating coach. I am not a relationship expert and I can't help you find a man, but I can help you be happy and peaceful while you're single. I used to meet people and have things occur in my life and I would think, oh my gosh, this is so fortuitous. The universe sent me this experience. And I'm not really sure I believe that anymore. One time I wanted to go to a basketball game and I called around some of my friends, no one could go, and I said, well, I'm just gonna go by myself, and that's fine, that didn't bother me. So I'm at the basketball game by myself, and a friend of mine came up, and he said, you know, hey, are you dating anybody? And I said, no, I'm not, and he said, I think I wanna introduce you to my brother. And so I met the brother, and he was really, really good looking. And he seemed really cool. We had a great date. He has kids. That was a plus for me. And I don't know if I mentioned he was really good looking. And we really hit it off and we went out a couple of times and then he disappeared. Now I had been thinking, oh, this is so great. You know, that the universe sent me this. If I would have gone to that game with one of my girlfriends, my friend wouldn't have felt comfortable coming up and asking me about his brother in front of anybody else, but because I was there by myself, he probably felt like he could ask me that. Oh, it must be meant to be. Well, a few months later, I ran into my friend and his wife, and they said, you know, we're really just bummed out that it didn't work out with you and the brother. And I said, yeah, me too. I don't know what happened. Like, he just kind of disappeared. And they both looked at me like, what? And I said, yeah, I quit hearing from him. And I said, I really just assumed that he got back together with his ex-girlfriend. And they, again, they looked at me like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, our second date, he was reminiscing about how fantastic she was and she used to be a model and that she was just the greatest. And I said, I figured that they probably got back together. And I thought, 
that my friend was going to lose his mind. And he said, model? Uh, she's a stripper. And he said, oh, my brother told me that y'all just parted ways because you agreed that neither one of you was interested. And I said, well, that's not true. He just stopped calling. And because I figured he had gone back to his ex-girlfriend, I certainly wasn't going to call and try to have a conversation about it. It was clear that he wasn't interested, so I just let it go. I said, but there was no kind of conversation, and I, I was very interested, but I wasn't after that. I've had other circumstances where I've had the opportunity to go out with or date someone that really wasn't what I was looking for, and I thought, well, maybe God is trying to show me not to be so picky, not to be so demanding, to be more accepting of other people. And some of that was mirrored by my friends who would tell me, well, you're, you don't be so picky. Like, it, it, you shouldn't be so hung up on the fact that he doesn't really earn a good living because you earn plenty of money, Mary. And so, you know, marriage is a partnership and you should probably be willing to support your man. Well, I don't see it that way. I believe a man's responsibility is to provide. By the way, my man will never have to provide for me because I'm gonna keep working. So I want a man who can provide, but he won't have to. But I do not wanna be paying for him. And that would lead me to settle because I was thinking that, well, this is what has shown up. So this must be what is meant for me. That is faulty logic. That is settling and we make it spiritual. So we say, well, this must be what God wants me to have. No. And we need to be paying attention to how we're settling because it's important. And there are three ways that settling is gonna wreck your life. By the way, I wrote a blog on this. So if you want to, have more information, or you just like to keep notes of things, go to wonderfullife.com, check out the blog. I've got it all there for you. Number one way that settling is going to wreck your life is it is going to make you feel resentful. Settling can take a few different forms. Maybe you're settling in the form of you want to have children and you're with a man who has said he doesn't want children. I've been in relationships in the past where I wanted to get married, but my boyfriend was very clear with me he was not going to remarry. Now, I stayed in the relationship because, not because I thought I could change him, but because I thought I could change myself. Like, well, maybe I could be okay with not getting married because I love him and if we have a great relationship, it's just a piece of paper. But that's settling. I wanted to get married. If you want children and you're going to stay with a man who doesn't want children, you are settling. And by the way, when men tell you something like that, I don't want to get married or I don't want to have children, you need to believe them. They are being honest. He's probably not going to change his mind. So I was dating someone and this guy had major, major financial problems. And he was in his late 40s, had already declared personal bankruptcy twice. So when you do that, your credit is ruined 
and he didn't have anything in his retirement. He wasn't saving any money. He was really just barely scraping by. And I was out to dinner with a girlfriend of mine and she was dating a man who was very successful, really going places in his career. And she was talking about this exotic vacation that they were planning, but they were planning it like sitting by his pool. And I started to feel, of course, jealous, feeling like, gosh, I wish I had that, but also embarrassed and nervous that she was going to ask me how things were going with my bow. And I was going to feel embarrassed telling her about his situation. And I resented the fact that we weren't going to be able to do things that I like to do because we weren't compatible with respect to our finances. I like to think of, say, anger as being like a rapid boil. Okay, so anger is like a rolling boil on in a pot of water on the stove. Resentment is just a low simmer. It's an undercurrent of you aren't happy with the other person or you aren't happy with the way things are going. And I think resentment is worse than anger because sometimes resentment, it's such a low simmer, you don't even really think that you're angry about anything. But that low simmer of resentment will keep you from being happy. And that's when I realized I need to stop settling for these situations that are keeping me unhappy and I'm doing it in a spiritual way like saying oh but maybe I'm supposed to learn the lesson of not being so materialistic or maybe I'm supposed to accept people and forgive their mistakes and yes should we accept people and forgive their mistakes of course should we try to be less materialistic yeah sure of course but that doesn't need to take the form of settling the second way that settling is going to wreck your life is that it keeps you playing small Another time I was dating a guy who was, wait for it, broke. This is a pattern I've been dealing with. And I'm a nerd. I like to do things like go to the community theater, go to the symphony, go to the opera. And there was a symphony performance one evening and I wanted to go to it. And I felt very guilty about inviting him and, but he, he wanted to go, and so I actually said, well, I'll buy my ticket, because I felt very guilty asking him to purchase my ticket and his ticket, because I knew that for him, that would be a major expense. And he had made the comment that, well, even if I have to eat ramen for a week, I really wanna to go to the symphony. Now, when you're in college, yeah, you make decisions where you say, I want to go to this concert, so I'm going to eat ramen for a week. When you're in your 40s, that should not be an option. But dating him, and listen, he was a nice guy, and I really liked him. He cared for me a lot. He was super, but I felt all the time like I needed to play small, like I couldn't share things with him. I couldn't invite him to do anything. We weren't going to do anything that I really enjoyed doing and I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want to place a financial burden on him. 
So that type of settling kept me playing small and not being my authentic self. Anytime you're settling, you're playing small because you're not being you. You're not showing up and being your authentic real self. If the issue is you want to have children and you're with a man who doesn't, then you're not being authentic because you're going to try to shut out any reference to children or babies or showers. You're not gonna coo and awe over little children because you know he doesn't want them. And that is going to keep you playing small and you're just gonna shrink and shrink and shrink. And here's the other thing, when you get smaller like that, you're going to be less attractive. The third way settling wrecks your life is you just won't have what you need. Now, I know in a lot of my examples, I talk about men I've dated who are not compatible with me financially. And that is an issue for me that I have struggled with. But just so you know, I have other issues. One thing that is important to me, and this is not the case for everyone, not all women feel this way, but for me, one thing that's important is compliments. If you've ever read the book, The Five Love Languages, one of my love languages is words of affirmation. I mean, look, if you wanna be more than just my friend, you better tell me I'm pretty. And if you really wanna be way more than a friend, you better say a little bit more that I'm just pretty. And I have dated men over the years who never compliment me. In fact, I dated a man for a year and he never, in one year, he never complimented me. And I would jump through hoops. I mean, I would make sure that I looked great, I worked out, I did my hair, my makeup, I always looked super cute and feminine on our, on our dates. And the most I would ever get was, you look nice. Now, to some women, that's fine. They don't need that. And for a long time, I felt like I shouldn't need it. Like, well, I, I shouldn't be so insecure. I should just be confident in my own value and I should just know that I'm enough the way I am and I shouldn't need a man to tell me I'm beautiful. But you know what? The truth is, I need that. And it doesn't mean I'm insecure. It doesn't mean that I don't think I'm enough, but I need words of affirmation and I can go without them. But in order for me to feel like I am safe in a relationship, I need to know that that man values me and loves me and that he finds me attractive and beautiful. That's important to me. He doesn't have to tell me every five minutes that I'm pretty, although that wouldn't hurt. I want it to be genuine. And my interpretation when a man isn't complimenting me is usually that he doesn't have anything nice to say. And it's really hard as a woman to feel secure and loved when you don't believe that that man loves you and feels attracted to you. And so for a long time, I would stay in these relationships where I wasn't getting what I needed. Like I said, that may not be important to you. You might say, I don't care if he compliments me or not. I just want him to show up every, every night. Going back to those five love languages, if one of your love languages is acts of service, what you need might be for that man to do things for you, like take your car and get it washed or help with the dishes. For me, helping me with the dishes isn't important to me. I'm not 
missing anything by him doing the dishes or not. But for you, if that is something you need to feel loved, then you need to own that. My mom told me that when she was married to my dad and they were married for 25 years, that never once in their marriage did she ever put gas in the car. He always gassed her car for her. And not, not always when they were in the car together. It wasn't always like, we'll just stop right now and I'll get some gas. But if he knew her car needed gas, he would take her car and go gas it and bring it back to the house. And even when my dad is visiting me, if, if we're out and about and I'm driving and I say, I need to, oh, I need to stop and get gas, he almost always will pump my gas for me. My dad's just a good gentleman. But that was something that made my mom feel very loved and taken care of and provided for. And when you're missing whatever that is that is gonna make you feel like you're loved and you're protected and you're valued in the relationship, whenever that's missing, you're in a state of lack. And when you're in a state of lack, you're in a state of, I need this, I need this, what can I do to get this? Back to my example, when I was jumping through hoops trying to be pretty enough for him to compliment me and telling me I was pretty, it gets you into this state of like, notice me, notice me, and that is not attractive. And it kills your confidence, which is normally the thing that men say is sexy about a woman, her confidence. So I hope you see where settling is really wrecking your life. It's a big deal. And like I said, if you wanna read more about this, you can visit wonderfullife.com. I would love to hear from you in the comments. Have you ever settled? I mean, like, let me know I'm not the only one. And if there's anything that you're struggling with or you would like to hear about here on Wonderful Life, put a comment or let me know. You can always connect with us at wonderfullife.com. Next week, we're gonna talk about how to deal with the fear of, what if I end up alone forever? That's next week on Wonderful Life.